I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. couple of episodes in now and you totally get it. The But Why series asking all sorts of questions. These dialogues are going to get more raw, more real. And I am so grateful you're here. If you like this podcast, click subscribe, hit like, send me a message. I welcome questions, comments, gripes, and complaints. Also, check out my awesome books on Amazon. Okay, here we go. Next episode of the But Why series. Andrew, so glad to have you on the BU Find Happy podcast today. And it's really good timing because I can feel on the daily my energy shifting and becoming rather negative at times. And so there's lots of things that I wanted to to ask you about, to pick your brain about, to talk to you about. But before we get started, can you share with the listeners a little bit about what you're doing in, with, in the way of law of attraction and everything with your book? For sure. Well, first of all, Michaela, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be talking with you today, especially, like you said, given um, what's going on in the world and what's going on today in particular. Uh, I, the the short version is that I am that guy known as the, the author of the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, which um, it could be a bit, obviously, of a, a dramatic title and obviously something that that I've got to live up to. And and that really was kind of like the point when I wrote the book. I wanted to see if I can write something that address the fact not only that people, you know, everyone knows the law of attraction, people understand the methods, but I wanted to address why people don't do them if they know them and why they instead struggle and why they instead look to other books and other programs and never get a foothold on things. And and that's really my mission this year, just reaching people on that level and giving them a new paradigm through the law of attraction that they might not be used to so that they can actually bring it into their life and get an experiential result. And that, and that sounds amazing. I'm really excited to talk about like the actionable item component of kind of what you have going on. And I think that the listeners will be really excited to to hear that too. And I want to save that for the end because I was kind of hoping um, you're, you're coming on to the BU Find Happy podcast during a time where we're doing something called the But Why series. And we're kind of like diving a little bit deeper into concepts that we've talked about before on the podcast. And we have talked about uh, the law of attraction and the secret and those kinds of things. Um, but I'm really wondering if you and I might be able to spend a little bit of time talking about the concept of a collective conscience. I am game. Okay. Let's I, do it. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to go there um, because I feel like I just can't help but wonder if a lot of what's happening right now is coming from a global collective conscience. So maybe you can, maybe you can share your thoughts on what a collective conscience really means and, and how that might be impacting the law of attraction. Right. Well, you know, obviously <laughs> you hear a term like that and the, the first place, at least my mind it goes to, and like in terms of that thought is, you know, we're, we're in a, a soup, we'll call it like an energetic soup. 
and there's you know there's a there's a momentum to things and let's say you've got um, a million people thinking about something and that's creating a lot more momentum and energy towards whatever they're thinking about versus one person thinking about it. And I imagine you're asking that, and I, I might be hip skipping ahead, but given the fact that 2020 has been such a crazy year, is the collective consciousness responsible, so to speak? Or is it what's causing this to happen? Or is it something that's outside of our control? Like there's so many different questions for that. And, you know, believe it or not, I, I have my thoughts and I'm, you know, I want to be careful in how I tread because, um, it, you know, it could be interpreted in a number of ways. But I almost kind of like, and I feel free to pull me back away from this. I almost more go strategically of, well, we're still in control of our own reality to a very huge extent. So it's almost like, you know, in the face of things that are unpredictable and so crazy, it's almost like a challenge to be strategic in how you focus your own thoughts and your own energy so that you are contributing to a positive outcome rather than the continuation of what people many see as negative experiences. And what I've been finding, however, is that it's been more and more difficult to escape negative interactions with others because people are so elevated emotionally with what their belief system is on things that almost anything can trigger anyone. Like I, I read a meme the other day that said, I'm not in a space to handle someone chewing too loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it feels so real. And that feels so true. Like I, I feel that on the daily, like, are you crunching? Cause I can't handle your crunching. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, and so, and then in the way of, of media and in the way of um, just kind of the awfulizing nature of newsletters that I've been getting and things like that, it feels like there is this direct pull towards seeing the glass half empty mm -hmm. um, and or being, being like ready to fight, you know, like, like anything can set off outrage in someone these days that, um, that it feels hard for me to, uh, as a person who's always been pretty traditionally uh, able to pull myself back into a space of uh, positive thinking and mindfulness and gratitude to, uh, and empathy, empathy, another great tool for finding positivity and negativity um, is, is been more challenging. It's, it's been more difficult because of walking into a room and picking up on the feelings. So what do you think about that? Like how can somebody uh, shift and protect their bubble? Like even as they're going through the grocery store, right? We're keeping a mm. six foot difference, but distance, but your negative energy is like right up in my face. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've got an answer and I'm, I'm going to put it this way. Well, first of all, I want to preface it that obviously it's very easy for me on the outside looking into anybody listening right now to say anything positive and they're like well that's nice for you but what about what i'm going through here but i'm going to give this perspective and i'm hoping people let it marinate a little bit um when you think about tearing off a band-aid so to speak that tear that you feel is not very fun but then once the band-aid is off the relief is there and you know i have been thinking about this year like why are things happening a certain way even within the context of a collective consciousness and i wonder if this is really the illusion of bad and well, there's bad, but there's basically this is an acceleration toward good because people that follow the law of attraction closely know that finding out what you want is about identifying what you don't want. And I feel like we are at such a, a high point of intensity and stress 
and the thing where like, you know, the, the chewing of loud food is just enough to get you over the edge. It's I believe it's pushing us all to a point where there's going to be a boomerang. There's going to be a snapback of transcending this. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy or it's going to be fun. But I am suggesting, at least this is my belief, that the other end of this, whether it's six months from now or a year or a month or a week or whatever, the other end of this is going to be amazing. And part of the challenge is strategically keeping ourselves high just enough not to get to the other end, but to experience as little frustration in this moment as possible while we're getting there inevitably anyway. And I, and I completely wholeheartedly agree. I actually um, share a lot of dialogue with a spirit sister of mine. She's an amazing gal. She's been on this podcast before and uh, we were voice memoing each other right before this podcast, talking about just some of the challenges we're dealing with right now. And, um, and I said, and I said to her that I feel like that there's, you know, and I've used this term before because my husband shared this with me. It's almost like there is a glacier calving. And mm -hmm. at some point, we're going to reach the point in which it goes. And it kind of is like ripping off that Band-Aid, you know, like, yeah. okay, we've done it. We're through that. And now the healing can begin. Yeah. And I do think that we are on the precipice of that because I don't think that um, we can stay where we are for any extended period of time. And I actually had an astrologer friend of mine say something incredible um, the other day during my reading. She said, people are afraid to go through the dark because of what's on the other side. They're afraid to climb the mountain, but the view is past, it, you know, the view is there. The view is at the top and you have to go through all of that yucky stuff. And I just totally botched it, but you have to go through you have to be willing and brave to go through that dark, yucky stuff to get to the glorious goodness on the other side sometimes. Yeah. And, and there's an amazing synchronicity to what you were saying and what I was thinking as you were saying it, because you're talking about a mountaintop, but you're also talking about how the healing's about to begin. I would say, and obviously I'm using general terms that don't have any specific meaning, but the 10,000 foot view right now is the healing is about to begin, whereas the 30 or the 50,000 foot view is that the healing has already begun. And this is just a part of that. It's, this is just part of the slingshot where it happens. Again, I admit it's, it's not fun viscerally in the moment, but the focus and recognition that the healing has already begun will ease it and will bring positivity in the midst of it while we're kind of chugging our way through in spite of all the craziness that will be surrounded by us, by the media, by friends, by generators going out in California when you've got podcasts scheduled, like all the, like any big or little thing going on. It, it's again, there's, I, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you how to change it. I'm here to tell you, at least in my perspective, like how you want to navigate it with as much ease as possible with the understanding that the true level of ease and the true level of relief and the true glory for lack of a better word, it really is inevitable and it really is on the way. I want to I want to ask you about one more thing because mm -hmm. I shared this recently on my newsletter and and this is very interesting and very personal and very dear to me and I think I've even talked about this on the podcast I'm sure I have at some point. But for in late 2018 and for all of 2019 I had a very irregular heartbeat that was very perplexing to cardiologists and physicians and things like that and I had um been hooked up to every monitor that exists and had to do ultrasounds and run on treadmills and all sorts of things and blood work. And they could find absolutely 
nothing. And one day I uh, was at the doctor's office and they, and I mentioned it again and they hooked me up to the thing. And then pretty soon I'm in an ambulance getting whisked to the emergency room. And I told the ambulance ladies, I said, I can actually meditate it away. And they're like, oh yeah, you can meditate away cardiac arrest, you know? And I'm like, no, I can meditate it away legit. And they're like, okay. So they did their little printout on the monitor and then they go, okay, meditate. So the whole, like, haha, the whole West rest of the way to the emergency room, sirens blaring, I meditated. We got to the emergency room and we were busting up laughing. And the nurse was like, she really looks like a code. Like what's happening right now, you know? And they said, she meditated away cardiac arrest like she meditated away this heart problem that she's having and they showed the printout right and they gave it to the emergency room doctor and my mom met met me there and I said mom it feels like I'm picking up on some impending doom I swear that like my my the energy of my body is picking up on something coming and the emergency room doctor came and I swear this is the hippiest thing a physician ever said and he said yes that the electrical current of my body was picking up on some was misaligned with like the energy of the of the universe of of earth mm. and just recently uh, so it ended in the end of 2019 and then 2020 happened and i just <laughs> recently started researching and learning about the schumann resonance mm -hmm. and the heartbeat of the earth and i'm like Oh my gosh. And so this week, and I don't know when this podcast will air, but basically it was the first week of September. So last week, the heartbeat of the earth flatlined. I saw that. So yeah. you know about the Schumann resonance. Talk yeah. to me about it. I want to hear somebody else's perspective on what this is all about and how it can affect us. Well, so this is so funny because again, I, I wish the audience could be in my head right now because you're saying all these things and there's such a synchronicity and I've never had this in an interview before, but yeah, I basically follow their account on Twitter where there's like updates every 24 hours. And I saw the quote unquote flatline. And what was interesting to me was the meaning that different people had to it because some people are like, there's so many five-dimensional downloads coming right now that it broke the machine. There's other people who are like, the, the earth stopped. Like, there's so many different things. And the only one conclusion that's consistent across the board with this and that interpretation is that something different, dramatic happens. And there's no way to explain it. But the people that I'm seeing on those comments, people have trouble sleeping. And, and here's another funny thing about that. I know I'm kind of all over the place in this answer. But there are people that are like suffering and they can't sleep. But at the same, by that same token, they can't sleep because they're seeing like the white lines of shooting what they think is five dimensional energy. And they're interpreting that as a good thing. They're like, I'm having this trouble sleeping because my body is being upgraded for 5D, which I think really fits in with what we were talking about, the Band-Aid being torn off. Because who enjoys missing sleep? But by that same token, there's a lot of people following Twitter account and following the machine saying, well, this is worth it because my body is being upgraded for a much better reality that's going to be here very, very soon. Personally, am of the belief that 
there are no accidents. Mm -hmm. Um, the universe always lines up and more importantly that we don't know until we know. And then once we know we can't unknow. (laughs) And so I've been feeling this a lot lately that, um, there were things that felt inconsequential to me in the past that somebody had said, but for some reason was stored in a spot in my mind that somebody had done or showed me that at the time, oh, interesting, Hmm. no big deal, but was stored in a spot in my mind. And I feel like it was like the, you're going to need this in the future bucket. Mm. And lately I have been drawing on that bucket a lot. Like I have been taking information that has been shared with me that seems inconsequential or unimportant at the time and gone, oh, I needed that information for this or, mm. oh, that was a part of this. And, and the heart thing, it feels like that to me now. It feels like at the time it was very perplexing, very confusing, very oddity. Okay. A little anxiety provoking because my heart was doing this weird thing that doctors couldn't explain. But now I go, oh, okay. Yeah. It was just in preparation for everything that was coming. It was resetting the electrical current or something. You know what I mean? Like, I still don't fully understand it. I think in the future I will, but I've been having these experiences lately and I have also not been able to escape the numerology signs like a map for my life Mm. literally on the like literally on the daily multiple times a day and it's almost comical like i i shared this on a prior podcast that when i'm out of alignment i get a one one two (laughs) (laughs) it's like that obvious and it's like oh wow this is crazy so i would be remiss to deny the fact that there have been all of these things for so long that have been little preparations and little hints and little people that were intuitive that shared something with me that at the time didn't mean much, but now feels very, very overwhelming or, or like a, a milepost on a map, you know, yeah. a treasure map. So it's, it's been an interesting time to be. And I find more than anything that I am having a difficult time uh, sharing space with people that are on a different vibrational level. Mm-hmm. And that's been hard for me because I'm kind of like a make sure you got everybody, grab them all, big hugs, you know, hold everybody's hand. Let's go. Let's do this. And I have had to consciously let go of different vibrations. And that's wow. been really hard. And I'm not that's not my personality type. Like I'm I'm a where we go one, we go all kind of person. And I'm feeling right now like. I am sorry. You're not here yet. I'll, I'll save you a space on the boat for if you <laughs> are, but we're, we're going, we're motoring and uh, we got to go, you know? Well, I, you know, I love hearing, well, there's like 20 things that you said in, in that last little block there that I, I love hearing. Um, the one about you kind of like letting that go, which I realize is hard because most people that really have a lot of empathy will have difficulty, but obviously you know this, you don't need me to tell you. I'm kind of saying this for anyone, anyone listening out there who's struggling with the same thing. 
it's in the letting go that you're going to be have more space and ability to be your most expanded self because from that place of renewed strength and renewed enthusiasm and energy and awareness that's where you'll really be able to help those people that are dragging behind anyway rather than letting them drag you down right now before you get to that higher actualized space so i love the fact that even though you're not having fun with it as much as most people would you're still doing it in that recognition. And I love also the fact that you're saying a lot of this is happening more and more and more and more now because I hear that and I think, wow, that basically, if this is avalanching and snowballing for Michaela, that basically means she and the rest of us are on the precipice of something way bigger that, again, we won't understand until we get there, but it is huge. It's like mother of all bombs, huge. And I can't wait to get there whenever it actually happens. And I feel like with the energy, the way that it is, it's probably sooner than later. And I, I felt it's funny because I've been kind of beating myself up on certain things over the past couple of months because I'm like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Why didn't I blank? You know, I knew this was coming. Why didn't I blank? And, and now I'm not, now I'm not hesitating when I receive guidance of any kind. I, I mean, I'm sifting through what is necessary and what is not and prioritizing. But at the end of the day, if I'm getting some guidance that, hey, you know, you should probably really be organizing your seeds so that next year when you do your garden, it's it's a little bit easier for you and you know what you have and you know what you don't. And it may seem like, well, that's kind of silly, you know, but what I tell myself is, okay, well, if if I never have an emergency situation where I need to know exactly what seeds I have and where they are, then fine. But if I do, then I'm ready. And nothing bad is going to come from having organized my vegetable garden seeds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could not agree more. I could not agree more. It sounds really goofy. I know. But these are the little things where I'm like, I can take proactive action instead of reactive action. And that feels good to me right now. Right. And you also, by the way, you, you kind of hit the sweet spot there. You said it sounds a bit, a bit goofy. Um, I think we're at that area now where it just, it, we can't let it matter. Like it doesn't, and if we don't <laughs> want to share it verbally with people, that's fine. But like, we're at a point now, I believe where it doesn't matter how goofy it sounds or feels or seems if it feels right, if it feels like it's a direction that's going to go and it feels like it's going to benefit us to, you know, have certain considerations or make certain plans or contingency plans or whatever it might be. Let's lean into it. Let's lean into the positivity. Let's lean into the nudges into what our gut is telling us. Because, I mean, it's kind of like, again, I think this is all inevitable, but your enjoyment of the journey, your experience of relief, and the level of, a, of energy with which you enjoy when you actually get there, these are all things that can be much better when you're willing to do what feels goofy or what sounds goofy for any reason. As you were talking, I don't know what happened, but I just had this shift where I just realized that this podcast goes out to just, you know, so many thousands of people every week, and I don't know their faces. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they're doing in their life, but they tune in every week and they listen. And and that felt, I don't know, I just had this moment, and I haven't had this before, where I felt like this insane positive like, hey, I think maybe we're helping people out there, you know, that, oh, that yeah. maybe are needing support from somewhere else because they don't have it in their immediate circles or whatever. That felt kind of good. Or maybe they do, but they need that confirmation or affirmation. 
Yeah, well, Mikhail, obviously this is our first conversation, but I could tell by the way you're carrying it and by the way you're leading me through it, you've been helping people for a long time in ways you don't realize that has really been benefiting them. So kudos to you for for doing this show because I guarantee you it's helping people that are struggling with whether they're losing sleep or they're having weird nudges or their heart is faster than it should be or they don't they think the earth's heartbeat is also stopped or whatever might be going on. You are helping people out through this. Well, thank you for saying that. I think I needed the affirmation too. So Yeah, we all do, you know, especially when it's true, right? <laughs> um so so let's let's shift gears a little bit and and I want to talk about gratitude as a tool. I know that's a big one for you. I want to talk about actionable items that people can take who um, maybe are really stuck in negativity right now or who mm. are stuck in um, energy that's not serving them or, you know, their space even maybe isn't serving them as far as what it's feeling like and looking like and that sort of thing. So can you, can you guide the listeners a little bit? Can we start with the concept of gratitude as a tool? Absolutely. And obviously, you know, gratitude, when it comes to, you know, the law of attraction, it's at this point, it's like a buzzword. It's a trendy thing that everybody says, whether they understand the ramifications of it or not. But the whole thing about gratitude is it's basically your way of telling the universe that you're already happy, that you're already getting what you want, and that you're already open for receiving so much more. And that's regardless of whether you're grateful for something you've received, something you've been grateful for something that you have, or being grateful for in advance for something on the way. It's all the same energy. And, you know, it's kind of funny, even especially like, you know, in a year like 2020, when what we want to do is we want to mitigate the stress and enhance the ease of our journey, being grateful in any way, shape or form that you can basically shifts your energy in the way that you do start to recognize and identify more reasons to be grateful, which is basically another way of saying you're filling your day up with more joyous moments. And, you know, law of attraction being what it is, the more you're focusing in that direction, even in spite of the media, even in spite of all the craziness, even in spite of all the things that you hear, when you're reinforcing positive, more of that's going to show up no matter what, because that's just there's no way around it. So I kind of view gratitude as basically for me, not only gratitude, but everything regarding the law of attraction. I'm very, um, you know, uh, methodical about the whole thing. This is all about a strategy like joy to me is a reward in and of itself, but joy is also a strategy. You employ the strategy of joy to receive more joy. You employ the strategy of gratitude to have more things to be grateful for. So, you know, even doing something where like you start out your day by writing down 10 things that you're grateful for in your life, you are doing yourself a tremendous service, taking out just a few minutes a day to raise your vibe and to go into your day on a more positive standpoint at a better frequency. I like that. I think it's easy sometimes to say, you know, oh, I, I have all these awful things coming. But then when you switch it up and realize that within each not so great thing is something great, mm-hmm. it can really help. It, it can really help your mood. Like, for example, I know even with like homeschooling, for example, um, you know, I have moments where I feel sad that like, oh, I have to choose, um, you know, for my son to be at home and not get to be with his friends or something like that. But then the flip side of that is, okay, but now we get to do activities and, uh, you know, create batteries out of potatoes and do all sorts of things that I otherwise wouldn't have gotten to do. Yeah, for sure. And it's almost like a thing where 
some people their their resistance to to be grateful or to go into positive mindset because they're surrounded by such negative. But think of it's kind of like you know if if you get a cold or something like that. When you get the cold, you don't respond to that by eating junk food. You respond to it by eating healthy food, even with the knowledge that the cold is going to last a few days. Meaning, even with the understanding that things might seem negative on the outside, you're still giving yourself the health food of gratitude throughout that because that's going to get you across the finish line much faster and much better, even if the negativity is still kind of like within your line of sight for any period of time while you're doing it. So share with me some of your favorite action items. Mm. Well, if I may, I'll give you my, my favorite method, actually, because this is a great thing that, that people can do every single day. It takes them just a few minutes a day, and it involves gratitude. And um, I, I call it the time-lapse method, and it's basically a thing where you write down um, five things that you're grateful for that are from your past, five things you're grateful for from your present, and five things that you're grateful for that you're going to want to attract in the future. And the trick of it is you phrase all these things in the present tense and then you jumble up your list so that, you know, the first thing on the list is a present and then a future and then a future then a past and a present, which is basically another way of saying two thirds of that list has actually already occurred for you. Therefore, the gratitude that you feel for it and the certainty and the confidence that goes along with it is much stronger. And because you're mixing in those future things dispersed throughout the list when you're reading it up all jumbled in a jumbled order, you're basically inserting or carrying over that same gratitude and that same certainty for the future items as well, thereby inviting them faster and easier and thereby enjoying that process because it only takes five minutes to do something like this, but you enjoy it as you go through the list one by one, just being grateful and feeling the appreciation for all those different things. That's really good. Can you, so help me understand what, like, give me an example of a past and a present and a future one. Right. So let's say that in the past, um, I've earned $100,000 in a year. Um, in the present, my book is a number one bestseller. And in the future, my book is going to sell a million copies. I would How? literally, yeah, I, li I would literally write, you know, I am so grateful that I've earned $100,000 more than once in a year. I'm so grateful that my book is a number one bestseller, and I'm so grateful that my book has sold a million copies. I said that all those – I said those in the present tense. Now, I also said that in the wrong order in the sense it really was past, present, and future. What I would do is I'd almost say like the future one in the middle. I'd surround it by all the other ones because we can't regulate our emotions to uh, – um, too much in one short period of time. So whatever emotion you're feeling, you kind of like stuck on that in that period of time, which again, all I'm doing is I'm taking the certainty of the, those past and present items and I'm letting them like spill over as I'm reading the future one and feeling the same level of gratitude. And for me, when I read those off on a list, I take 20 to 60 seconds each one, one at a time, where I just like breathe deeply and, and relax and let myself feel the appreciation for it. And like I've used this method in the past basically to to bring my finances better than anything else in the world like i've 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 done it basically to turn like so many things around in my life with ease and i've seen results in in only a few weeks and you don't lie to yourself about the past you you speak oh, no. the truth you just twist it in a positive way if it's not even the most positive thing you twist it in a positive way right well i mean i don't need i could if i want to but i don't need to because i'm picking something real from the past that really happens that i'm really grateful for and the thing the thing in the future i mean i'm, I'm picking something i want so it all carries the same energy for me wow i mean it is a crazy concept to think and it and it is fact 
that like where the mind goes, energy follows. So, you know, where you put that thought is what you're going to create. And then it's scary for some people. I mean, the idea like, oh, you know, I've got a cough. Oh no. Is it, you know, is it this horrible thing? Well, how do you, how do you encourage people to stop right in that moment when they start to have that negative thought and switch it to a positive thought? Well, I remind people that positive thoughts are hundreds of times stronger than negative ones, which is another way of saying, like, if you catch yourself, like, in a negative thought, it's not the end of the world. Like, literally, you can turn it around just by thinking a few positive thoughts. You've, like, already gained ground over it once you've spotted it. It's a thing like, you know, feeling negative thoughts, I believe, is a natural human condition and, and mode of operation. And that's okay. That's why this is all about, like, strategically taking just five minutes out to, to start your day where you're intentionally feeling gratitude because it carries over, even if you do run into negative things like throughout the day. And just, you know, I doubt that I have to say this to your audience because I know that your audience has an open mind. But what I often say to people that aren't on board with law of attraction or aren't on board with all the pieces is I like to use the example of lifting weights and gaining muscles because, you know, everyone knows you lift weight, lift weights, you get muscles. And I can give you two possible explanations. one, One explanation is that you lift weights and when you go to sleep, the muscle fairy comes at night and makes your muscles bigger. Or, <laughs> or there's the example, like when you lift weights, you're making micro tears in your muscles and your body responds by filling in more muscle fibers, thereby making it big. And when you say, Andrew, which is the real explanation? My answer is it doesn't matter. What matters is you lift weights, you get muscles. So whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, all you've got to do is lift the weights or do the gratitude exercise and the results of those bigger muscles or that enhanced money, or that improved mood, that improved health, improved relationship, the results will speak for themselves, and then it won't matter why or how it's happening. All that will matter is you're doing this thing, and you're getting this thing out of it. Absolutely, and I think that we do get caught up in that idea that, like, questioning it, rather than just going with it. Like, what are you going to lose from doing it? Kind of like the seeds, you know? All you're going to do is you're going to put yourself further ahead, no matter how you look at it. Whether the thing actually comes to fruition or not, at least you changed your mindset in the moment, which is going to lead towards some level of elevated happiness, you know? And unlike the lifting weights, because some people don't like lifting weights, but who doesn't like to feel good for five minutes in the morning every day? So the real strategy for this is... Like independent of whether this is going to quote unquote work, the process that you're undergoing in order to get there is something that you enjoy in and of itself. That's the magic of when you find a really good law of attraction method. You're having fun no matter what happens on the tail end of it. Therefore, it's way easier for you to do it on a more consistent basis and that it's more of a choice rather than a chore. Where can people go to learn more? Um, well, they can always check out the Amazon listing by going to lastlawofattractionbook.com. That'll automatically forward. And if they don't want to spend money and buy the book, they can go to youtube.com slash Andrew Cap with a K. And uh, I launched that channel uh, in July. I'm, you know, getting more and more subscribers every day. And obviously it's YouTube. So it's free content where I'm, I'm giving new methods that aren't even in the book anymore. In fact, before I hopped on a call with you, I was just editing a video that's going to launch tomorrow where I'm teaching people yet another new method. And hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this wisdom. I think people need it now more than ever. Thank you for this very unique, awesome conversation. This was um, a breath of fresh air. I I didn't think we were going to go this deep, but I've never had this opportunity talking about this book to go this deep. So, Michaela, thank you for your wisdom and your insight and the care with which you're approaching these topics and helping your audience. I really appreciate you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you too. I, I appreciate this and it was a great conversation. I'll look forward to hearing all the positive feedback from everybody and how this is changing their life. Absolutely. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.